Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Clicking Balls podcast. We're doing season primers for every team, and this one's for the West Coast Eagles. My name's Heath, and with me is Brenton. G'day. Josh is doing uh, daddy duties today, so you'll miss out on this one. Uh, but the Eagles, 2016, had 16 wins and finished sixth. It, a little bit of unfinished business for them, though, really, wasn't it? It was. It was a very uh, dynamic season for them, up and down. Just when you thought they were out of it, they, they managed to regroup and pull together some wins on the board, but still ultimately just falling short of what you would say the target was for 2016. But... Well, Coming into the end of the season, they look like the informed team in the competition at times. And now, obviously, Nick Nat going down was the big um, tragedy tragedy for them. But even after that, they still look good. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it seemed like they figured out a game plan without Nick Nat. And that that was essential for them to do because, obviously, he's going to be missing for... Well, just about all this year. All this year, yeah. And, And so you thought that maybe they could... Just, you know, sort of have a fairy tale finish. Yep. By fairy tale, I don't mean win the flag, but I mean <laughs> going pretty deep into finals. But uh, it wasn't to be. But but you still, you've got something to pull out of that season, even though it was a disappointment, but then it sort of it came good based on how they were running. And then a little bit disappointing, but they're definitely the positive take out of it. And uh, so I don't know if a West Coast supporter, if you're happy with the 2016 season or... No, I think that they expected to win at least one final, yeah. especially a home final. Yeah, yeah. And that's two years in a row now that they've lost a home final. Yeah. But um, it, it's it, they were better than what the end result said they were. Yeah, um, They yeah. just, you know, they ran into a rampaging Bulldogs, just like Hawthorne <laughs> did in uh, GWS. In everyone, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's have a look at uh, their off-season then. Let's have a look at their outs. So they've had a couple of uh, yeah, big outs, we'll say. Um, Mitch Brown was a big out because he's somebody that they tried to nurse through, you know, when he had, uh, did his knee, um, he was crucial down back. Uh, but when he did his knee, it meant McGovern got more game time and clearly McGovern was a better player and 10 years younger, just about. That's exactly right. Good servant. Yeah, definitely. And and look, they had to try and get him through because they were a bit uh, thin in those positions. And I think, um, with him going out, I don't think it's too big of a loss. I think they've got some people that that they do definitely fill that, fill that role. Um, the fact that they lost him for, I think it was 2015, yep. with his knee, they lost him that whole season, meant that now he goes and they're like, yeah, well, okay, we're okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, Xavier Ellis, who, again, uh, never really got going over there anyway because of injuries. In, it's yeah. the same at Hawthorne. His career was, you know, six weeks in, two weeks out. It was, it was sort of your cookie-cutter uh, standard AFL career where he shows yeah. a promise, uh, some things get in the way. And I wonder if a lot of these... Um, Injuries that you see, or not injuries, but niggles and, yeah. and career sort of ending um, problems aren't f- so much from your AFL career, but from ones you've built up from your junior career that you can never manage. All, all, all of that. I think it's got to be an accumulation. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
sometimes it just doesn't work out for you. The fact that he was uh, slightly uh, less built than yeah. the average yeah. probably didn't help him either. Yeah, I think they needed him to do more than what he was actually capable of as well in that team. Um, and, of course, uh, McGinnity, who is the, the whipping boy out west. Um, yep. So it's sort of bittersweet that he's gone. It is, it is, because there's someone else uh, in that squad who's going, oh, shit, now the crosshairs are on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for, for fans, though, it's like, you know what, he might be a retard, but he's our retard. Exactly right, yep. <laughs> it's always that <laughs> one. One of those ones you own, yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly, Stad. You'll fight amongst yourselves about him, but anyone else gives him shit, then no, 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 can't be having that. Exactly. Uh, so their ins, uh, with Nick Nat going down, they've got three big ins, and that's Vardy, Petrie, and Giles. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not very often you get a, a 316-game rookie in your squad. <laughs> so if you just see how, how he goes running around in, in a new team, whether it revitalize him and, and maybe a bit less pressure on him in that team as well. Well, I mean, they've got him for ruck depth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was he's well past his prime, and he looked um, very much struggled last year yep. um, at, at North. Um the good thing for West Coast is they paid nothing for him. Well, that's exactly right. And, and look, I think, the minimum. I think you need... Uh, I mean, they paid nothing for him, and they don't need a whole lot out of him either. They need yeah. to be a strong backup Ruckman. For um, one year. I also wouldn't mind seeing him be able to push down across half-back to take marks for the kicking out from goal as yeah. well, just to set him up. Because they've got some pretty fast runners off that, that half-back line. Yeah. So I think once you had that marking power, um, he doesn't need to kick goals. He just needs to be, be there to score, uh, score marks or, or, or put it down to the ground so the runners can pick it up. I mean, almost set up plays. And Vardy's probably going to be first ruck now because I think Lysette's gone in for surgery. I think he did. I was just reading yeah. that. Something like that. Yeah. And Vardy's a good pickup as well. From, yeah, from I think he's all right. I think this, it's a hole they definitely needed to fill. Well, they had to. Yeah. And the other one, of course, is Sam Mitchell. So they picked up two 300-plus yep. gamers in the off-season yeah. um, for nothing. It's about nothing. Well, yeah. well yeah. pick 88 for Mitchell and nothing for uh, Petrie because he yeah. was a delisted free agent. Yep. Um, it can't be underestimated how the influence Mitchell's going to have on that side. Right, it's going to be massive. And just, just the fact that I think they've bolstered sort of their running backman. Um, so I think that Mitchell will be able to be sort of a free roamer, dictate the midfield, but also uh, push back a little bit like Hodge did and yeah. set up plays. Uh, he's going to lead that midfield. We've already seen in the JLT, like he's taken over that midfield and yep. he's getting 38 touches a week. Yep. Um, it's going to be the biggest thing for them because uh, Pritis is one of those, you know, stationary uh, distributors of the ball. Yeah. Um, Mitchell's sort of the same thing. So now, which one do you tag? And that, yeah. that's going to be the difficulty for them. Yeah. And you have to think with Mitchell there, it gives your, your team confidence as well. He's one of those players yeah. that seems to just inspire confidence around you. He's going to... He's, he's an on-field coach. Yeah. He's going to take on, no matter what the challenge is, he will take it on and give some smart-ass yeah. uh, answers out there and just really rally the troops almost. Um, one other in that they've got is a dude named Paddy. Paddy? Paddy Brophy. Okay. I, I guess where he's from. <laughs> Irish fella. Uh, he's coming, and just I was like the name Paddy Brophy, so I had to, had to throw it out there. Fair enough. But for the last name Brophy, it sounds like, I don't know, it should be the, the name of the trophy for the team or the best team man or something. <laughs> got the Brophy. The, the guy that's uh, hooking him up on the uh, off-field stuff. <laughs> exactly. Ultimate wingman award. The, the Brophy. The Brophy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to see him have a good year and then challenge Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. Be good. <laughs> or, or he'll be the, the um, notorious in the off-season yep. uh, Mad Monday. Well, I think, yeah, there was three or four last year anyway, yep. notorious. And I guarantee there's something going to grow. They got better and better as the uh, Mad as Monday went on. went on to. Yeah, what was his name from Richmond, actually? He had oh, the, the best yeah. Um, shit, I've forgotten his name now. Yeah, I've gone blank, um, too. I can't yeah. remember. I remember it was Connor McKenna from... Was it Connor McKenna from... 
uh, Essendon, who... Yeah, he did all right. He did it as well? Yeah, I can't remember now. Anyways, uh, so let's have a look at 2017 for them. They're double-up games. Um, they've got some tough ones. Uh, Frio, of course, like they do every year. Yeah. Uh, Bulldogs and GWS, Saints and Port. Bulldogs and GWS, obviously, well, the reigning premiers and the flag favourites. Yeah. St. Kilda are on the rise. Yep. Uh, Frio are going to be better than they were last year. But, I mean, Frio, West Coast derbies are whatever. Yeah, anyway. exactly. And Port is... Uh, well, I'd say the weakest out of that bunch. Yeah. Um, and you, you don't know with Port. Yeah. I think almost the concerning thing with West Coast is that they've sort of, they've shed that um, sort of cloak of invincibility when they play over in the West. Yeah. They've been beaten a few times. And so... I mean, it's, it's still daunting though. I, it is, I yeah. Yeah. But you can see they can get cut up by that yeah, fast running team yeah. if they don't manage to have that forward line pressure, which is also hard to do when you're playing fast running teams. So it's always a catch-22 situation. Um, I've put up, while we're looking at their draw, um, in round four, it's their third home game in a row. Yep. And it's the against the Swans. Yep. Perfect time for them. That, that's a big get for them. You know, yeah. As hard as their double-ups are, they only play the Swans once. Yep. They play them at home. Yeah. And it's their third uh, home game in a row. Or, yeah. Know, away against Freya. Well, on that, it may as well, well, that just leads into my danger game anyway, yep. so I'll cover that Go now. Go new um, danger game. Yeah, it was round four against Sydney, and I think that's, <laughs> like you said, the, the fourth home game in a row. Third, but, yep. But after that, they go to Hawks, play play the Hawks away. They play Freo at home, which is always touch and go. It's yep. always going to be a tight, fought, hard-fought contest. It's going to be a tough game. Then they've got uh, Port Adelaide away and the Bulldogs at home. So I think if they can't hit that sort of 4-0, 3-1 at the start of the yep. season, it's going to be very daunting. Oh, w- without a doubt. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne at the MCG has been an issue for them. Yeah. Uh, the last two times they've lost uh, was round two last year, which was... Uh, 50-odd points, and of course, yeah. the grand final before that, which is 50-odd points. Yeah. Um, I think that having Sam Mitchell just removes 100% of that uh, nervousness or yeah. anxiousness. Yeah, definitely. And he's going to be, the focus is going to be on him yep. that week, because it's yeah. returning to the old club and everything. Um, yep. There is 0% chance he gets booed as well. Yeah, exactly. There's no worries about that. No. So what do you think about the, the, the actual traveling? Do you reckon that they're going to try and almost have a team and a half that they'll blood through those three weeks just to make sure they can go, well, they've got to go uh, Perth, then obviously Melbourne, then back to Perth, then to Adelaide, then back to Perth. Uh, it's a fair distance that they seem to have not been able to absorb that traveling for whatever reason uh, over the last year. I, I don't think it's going to worry them because they're too important, those games. Yep. Um, so they're, they're going to take their ace. They're not going to rest people in, in rounds you know, four to eight. Yep. And... Besides their um, pickups in Petrie and Mitchell, they're not yeah. that old of a side. No, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're probably, you know, the Rucks maybe a little bit, uh, but yeah. Yeah, but you, you want Ruckman to be a bit more mature. That's when they sort of grow into their body as well and yeah. stop being gangly retards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a while, that one. Yeah. Some people never get there, let's be honest. Um, so who's going to have a big year for the uh, the Eagles then? Well, I've got a, I've got a few outlines, or a couple outlines. Um, I think Fraser McGuinness is one to keep your eye on. Yep. Whether, he, whether he steps up or not is to be determined, but I think he will. He's a, a rookie listed 24-year-old, tall, 197 centimetres. He's going to be a, a, probably uh, get a chance at, at maybe starting ruck, but definitely backup ruck. Yeah, I mean, probably backup, I'm going to say. Because you've got Vardy there as well, yeah. which, which really strengthens that. And someone like him... I think he can learn a lot from um, from Vardy and, and from Nick Nat, who's going to be on the side. But also, he's a Western Australian boy as well, so he's going to be embraced he's by that team. Yeah. He's not no no fear of him going anywhere else. So I think he can really cement himself in this position uh, without Nick Nat there. Yep. Um, the other one I've got is Brad Shepard. Uh, eighth season, uh, but the last two seasons have been probably his best. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think that what they need is him and Maston to be running off that half-back line. 
yep. I think that's what's going to allow Sam Mitchell to be able to run free um, and make people be accountable as well. He's going to be able to spread wide. We've got Prittis in the middle, and they're going to set up the, the Eagles run and, and go into the forward line with Drew Peachy, and people can take Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Marks there. Oh, oh the dual-reigning Coleman medalist. Yeah, exactly. Couple. And also, kicking out from, from goal, uh, if you've got Drew Pritchard taking marks and you've got Shepard and Maston running off, uh, yeah. it's going to be a pretty formidable backline. So they're the two players that, that I've outlined. And also, an honourable mention to Dom Sheed. Uh, shown a lot of promise, but injuries have really screwed up his campaign pretty much every year. Yeah, but he's definitely got the talent. He's definitely got the talent there. So if he can just get his body right, I got a feeling that we marked him as the one to watch last year as well. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it helps if he can actually play. Exactly. Yeah, I think he's the one that can round out that midfield of um, of Prittis and Mitchell. Yeah. Well, that's what I've put in their big year is their midfielders. Look at how does this for a starting midfield? You got Mitchell, Prittis, Shuey. Throwing yeah. a gaff on a win. Yeah, forget like, about gaff. <laughs> that's that's up there with Sydney's midfield, yep. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. And and I mean, the names are still are still coming out, but based on the last season, it was gaff had a, a blinder. Yeah, like, yeah. He was he's killed at the last couple. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if they improve again, then holy shit, no, that's enough to to really, I mean, put them into to contention against any yeah. midfield. So you, you negate the ability of other teams to be able to outrun you. Um, Absolutely, that's like I think it's probably only just behind Sydney as the best midfielder in the comp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, I'm going to say that because I overvalue um, Sam Mitchell, but I, I truly believe that only Hawthorne supporters know how good he is. Yeah, uh, he gets um, uh, underestimated by a lot of people, and yeah. they're going to see just the value he brings now. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, um, they're going to be a fan favorite off the bat too. So. Oh, of course, he is. Um, so who's on the chopping block then? Who's in trouble? Well, it's a very obvious one, I think. Yeah. That's Jonathan Giles. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, well, he's got a blue Guernsey. He's got a black one from Essendon. He's got a few. He's got a GWS one. You know, he, he just needs a few different colours. So yeah. you don't know where he's going next. Or he hasn't got a purple one, so he might be Freo next year. Yeah, and I mean, maybe he's just trying to give his kids the best chance to go into a winning, <laughs> winning squad if they ever get father-son rule. Because, I mean, height's always going to get recruited. Uh, the only problem is he's got to play 100 at each each club. So by the end of it, he's going to be a 600 gamer. <laughs> well, not not out of the depth reality with uh, some pretty dwindling ruck stops across <laughs> some teams. So he could get there. But obviously, with Nick Nat out, he's come in to give some, some bolster those depth. rucks. But you've got Vardy and also Fraser McGinn who I think will get first crack at it. So, I mean, I don't know if you can really even put him as a coaching role because I don't know if he really knows what he's doing in Iraq. So. He's, maybe he's just there to let players know what to do when they change sides. Yeah, yeah so true. He's to usher in the new ones. And, yeah. Because uh, he, was he originally GWS? Is that yeah. where he got drafted to? Yeah, GWS. He actually had a, had a couple of good seasons, had some promise at GWS. I thought he looked all right. 
but that yeah. was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, maybe West Coast can bring it out of him or, or maybe he really is just a one and done for, for the West Coast. Eagles. He, he could be just, you know, depth of this year while Nick Nats does his rehab. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a couple on the chopping block here. Like uh, Jack Darling's one. Um, yeah. He, he's still young. Yeah. Uh, but he's the absolute man mountain who has now earned himself a reputation for choking in finals. Yeah. That's a hard reputation to get rid of. Because, Especially out in the West. Yeah, well, out in the West. Um, and it's going to take, because it takes you all year to get there. Yeah. And then you've got to prove yourself again. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they have lost a few finals by people choking in grand finals. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, um, you know, that drop mark in 2015 has been replayed many, many times. Yeah. Um, so he's got to stand up in a few big games during the year. Yeah. Um, he, he's... You know, he's a bigger guy and it takes them a few years to grow into their peak. Yep. So it's coming to now, like, you've got to be there. And yep. if he's firing and then you've got Josh Kennedy at full forward, I mean, that's as good as any one-two combo in the, in the yeah. league. And he's someone that you'd probably hope would have been a key position player, but they've got those spots almost filled at the moment. So he well, could be one that they end up trading He has trading to be out. the centre half forward. Yeah. Right? He has to take it. And yep. if not, um, he needs to play well to justify a... a a first-round draft pick, if they do want to get rid of him. But yeah. they don't. They want to keep him, obviously. Exactly, yeah. And that's what I think his critical might be, that if he doesn't put, uh, put a good enough effort in, he yeah. might find himself on that trade table. I don't think he'll, he definitely will be going somewhere. I yep. think he'll, uh, he'll just be dropped. Um, I've also put down... Josh Hill's 29 um, at the minute. Oh, really? He's getting there. Yep. Um, so it might be time that his game time might be taken away from somebody else with more potential and, you know, uh, younger. Yeah. Um, and Lewis Jetta, who yeah. has been woeful at times yep. and pretty decent at others. So yeah. the variance between his best and worst is still pretty far there. There's still... I haven't seen him improve. Um, his last year at the Swans, first year at uh, a couple of years at the Eagles, he wants to kick the ball 60 metres every time. Yeah. Yep. So I think he's lost a, maybe a yard of pace. Yeah, he probably has. And I mean, he's one of those players that were always exciting when they give him some space, but it's really not hard to give him no space, yeah. which has been the problem. And, and easily push off the ball but um, he's someone who, yeah, like I said, can show promise, can not break a game open, but do some really important things and set up going kicking. Well, like, he could break ball, a game open goals. four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's the issue. Like, maybe it is his injuries are caught up to him now and he's not the fastest man out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, that's a good point as well. Um, okay, so they're the issues with them, but where do we see them finishing? Well, see, I think they're going to um, hopefully march forward. So I've got them in a fifth spot, which I think they'll get there based on uh, Sam Mitchell coming in and really sort of uh, pulling that team together. And also, like I said, he's a coach. He can sit there and identify what they need to do to take on these teams. Also, he's going to be instrumental in showing them how to play the MCG because obviously he's made that his home for however many years. Yeah. Well, it means the first time they play there, like I said, there's going to be no focus on the team. It's All the focus is going to be on him. Yeah. No doubt he can absorb that and don't worry about it, which means that everyone else can muck around yeah. and uh, sort themselves out. Yeah, so I think they'll be just outside of a, of a double chance final. Um, I don't think they'll get top four. I think fifth is probably the best they can imagine, and I think they'll actually get there. So you look at them really taking a step forward compared to last season, but probably being where they wanted to be last season this year. Um. Again, this might be more evidence. Well, we spent most of this podcast talking about Sam Mitchell, but <laughs> I've got them finishing second. second. I think they're going to absolutely rock it up because you have a look at their outs over the off season, and they haven't lost anything that they can't replace. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, they didn't lose any best twenty twos. Their age profile is pretty good. I mean, I think Pritis is over thirty. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, they've picked up a couple of over thirties. But yeah. um, 
I, I can still see, like, Josh Kennedy's going to be no worse. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lacroix is, he just needs more time on the field, yeah. uh, but he is so dangerous. But that starting midfield is an absolute killer. Yeah. Sure, they've lost Nick Nat, and Nick Nat was one of their best players by far. Yeah. And one of the best ruckmen in the league. Right, exactly. But um, that midfield they have now, like we said, Gaff, and then you've got um, uh, Shuey, Pritis, Mitchell, yeah. got Maston running through there. Then you've got Sheed and Shepard who are going to spend time in there. Um, you got great distributors down back like Hearn, who's yeah. an absolute cannon for a leg. Yeah, definitely. Um, w- when you add all that up together, like they have genuine winners on every line. Well, that's true. Then you think about the the players actually sort of fill out the team. They're still very good players yeah. as well. So yeah, it's not a bad point. And yeah, the potential are to finish upwards of yeah, I reckon fifth, and like I said, second. And I think that'll really come down to that round four to eight period. I think yeah. we'll really know the lie of the land around then to I, see how they if, play away if from. If by home. round eight they're seven and one, forget about it. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. They're they're hosting finals. Yeah, yeah, this is true. So yeah, there were the teams that I'm going to really interest to watch as a as an observer, not as a vested interest in in what's sort of going on with them. Yeah, one of those teams that I think can play. Has the potential to play some of the most exciting footy that we'll see this year yeah, along with the Bulldogs. Look, we've hardly even touched on McGovern. Exactly. Who's, yeah. um, come into it now, like, uh, he's really hit the ground running with him. Yeah. Um, he should be, if he continues his proper development, should be looking at an All-Australian um, yeah. tension, if not a Guernsey this year. Yeah, definitely. And one of those players that, um, how did he get across the West Coast again? I think he, I do think he was mature. Like he wasn't straight out of the draft. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I think so. I could be wrong, but I thought he was like a nineteen or twenty. One of those ones that sort of make the most opportunities when they got it. So yeah. that's what excites me. Well, you know it I mean? was when they had Eric McKenzie and uh, Mitch Brown both went down with knees. And went, yeah, Fuck, we've got right. no backman. Yeah, uh, throw this kid in there, and he you know looked underdone, a little bit raw. Yeah, but goddamn, he took it by the scruff of the neck. That's the players that I like. And, and yeah, if you, if you can get one or two of those that are going to be reliable, then holy shit, it makes yeah. it so much easier. Well, you, you weren't counting on them for anything. You're like, yeah. Jesus Christ, we found somebody that's you know top five or top six at his position. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but I think his job now is, is uh, in the recruiting department. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get his brother to come across as well. <laughs> which wouldn't hurt. Uh, do, nice. do, do we have where Josh had them finishing? Yeah, Josh had them finishing eighth, which is a shame he's not here because I want to know why he's going back. I, I'm going to guess it's because they haven't got Nick Nat. Yeah, and uh, Nick Nat's not just about getting the first tap. Mm. Um, he, he's dangerous all around the ground because the get out of jail kick long down the line. Exactly. Shit, Nick Nat said, "Don't bother." Yep, that's exactly right. And he's one of those players that um, he's. What you, what would, I don't know how you call it, but he's one of those players that you've got in your team and you can't match up against him. He, he, he's unique. Exactly. He's got that unique yeah. factor about him, so that he's a uh, almost. He's he's worth. Um, the other people are not bothering to really try and match up on him for a one-to-one person in that position. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to put either two people for his running game and then uh, one person for his running game, one person for his well, ruck game. I say there's only three unique ruckmen in the league, and that's yeah. Nick Nat for his athleticism, Sandalands for his pure size, and Mummy for his um, aggressiveness. Yeah. yeah, The others are, are, no doubt, there's good ruckmen like Goldstein and stuff like that, and yeah. they're good around the ground, but these are unique um, issues that you have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. So when teams come up against... Fremantle, they go, right, what do we do about Sandlands? Yeah. Um, when you go up against Nick Nat, you've got to do the same thing. You might try and work him out somewhere else yeah. down the ground or see if you can run him off his feet, but yeah. he's the most athletic ruckman there is. And that's the thing is that even if, like, you, there's no real solid strategy to to um, negate his efforts in the ruck because someone like Sandlands, generally they'll just play off him and not attempt yeah. a ruck and have a, a fourth man as a rover. Yep. But Nick Nat does that anyway by winning yeah. the tap as well. So you can yeah. tap it to himself and rover it and yeah. keep on going. Like You, you don't stop that. But 
not there this year. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to have to make do. Um, he would have been one of the players that benefited the most, or maybe not, um, out of the third man up rule change. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I don't think the, there weren't many that jump over the top of him anyway. No, no. third man's up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Especially like uh, from the boundary throw-ins where yeah. uh, you can set up running, you have those... Um, you have your play set up and he's one to execute them time in and time out again. Yep. And so without him being able to do that and without the third man up, it's almost unfair <laughs> what yeah. he's able to do. Um, yeah, so anyway, I've got him finishing second. Uh, you've got him fifth and Josh has got him eighth. So yeah. I think it's going to be a good year for West Coast though. And uh, they've got a tough draw, but that means that uh, the teams they play against have got to play yeah. them twice well, that's too. that's it. And they, so they should come in the finals, finals um, battle-hardened and tested. Ready to go. Yeah. All right, that'll do us for the West Coast Eagles. All right, peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 